and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Bachelor Rush Hours. Your boy Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. We are live from New York City. Can you believe that? We have been traveling all week long during this Thanksgiving week. We turned Christmas week, to be quite honest. Spent a couple days in Kentucky, then went up to Rhode Island for some family fun, a stand-up show. And now we made it a quick flight from Boston down to New York and arrived at our Skyrise Hotel. I got to tell you, you got to go to my Instagram, at Neals to see the view. We've got a great view of the uh, Lady Liberty, and she's currently stealing all of my money. What an expensive hotel room. It is tiny in here, folks. I got to tell you this, it's 3.30 p.m. East Coast time, which means I am late to the ball game to get this podcast up. A long day of traveling, we had a 5 a.m. wake up. Three videos for you today, I'm going to share the audio with you. Uh, we've been waiting on this big story from Nick Vile interviewing Greg Rippo and Victoria Fuller. Still waiting on that, hasn't come out yet, kind of missing the window to get that content up for today, so we'll definitely have that up first thing tomorrow. Kind of wondering why they haven't posted it yet. Part of me wonders if they've uh, maybe wanted to edit some parts out or whatnot. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what they say. Should be pretty interesting. Well, without further ado, we'll jump right into it. I've got three pieces of content for you guys today. Uh, one of which is a conversation that Claire Crowley had about the toxicity within the people in her DMs. And then, of course, I've got Blake Horseman calling out Nick Vile. And uh, another what to expect when expecting tea, a story about what to expect from this big interview coming our way. All right, we'll get into that. If you are in New York City and want to come to a stand-up show, I've got a show Thursday night, 7 p.m. at West Side Comedy Club. And Friday night, get ready for it. Get your five-hour energies at midnight show Friday night. And just stay in touch on Instagram at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z, because I'll probably have a couple other spots open up as time goes on. I'll have some last-minute information on those. All right, without further ado, everyone have a fantastic day and enjoy this episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. Uh, we've got Victoria Fuller and Greg Rippo on Nick Vile's podcast today. As I'm recording this, and it has not been launched yet, after it is, I will have a full update recap. Uh, we'll pull quotes, clips, all that jazz, all that jazz. But in the meantime, we've got Vic and Greg share today what to expect when expecting drama. What to expect when expecting drama. Bachelor Nation style. Make sure uh, Harry Styles, Bachelor Nation styles. Here's what Victoria Post today. She said, we're exhausted, we're drained, but we're happy, and we're sorry if we have offended anyone, but we do hope y'all tune in. Let me tell you something. Whenever anyone's ever said, we're sorry if we have offended anyone, you're not sorry, and you are offending people. <laughs> I'm sorry if this is offensive, but ain't no buts about it. So we're going to get into what they have to say. They recorded it, I'm assuming, yesterday. You know, some people had said that, that Nick's got a special podcast coming out, and they were wondering if they were going to flake or if they were actually going to do the podcast. But there they are, the happy couple. They've done it. Here's what Nick had to say. Let's play the Instagram reel from Nick. Here they are. So um, where, let's see what it says. I'm coming in um, They said, I'm coming in hot. Victoria and Greg, sometime tomorrow on Vile Files. And this was posted last night. So there they are in their studio with the fake background and all that jazz. Uh, Zachary says, I'm so excited. Um, <clears throat> Ash Talks Batch says, I'll give it to you. The promos are always iconic. Um, and um, others are saying, oh my gosh, can't wait and all that jazz. So we're going to get into it right now. And we're going to get into what she's said on previous podcasts regarding what she's looking for in a man and what that might mean for this episode. So here are some of the text messages I've been receiving from somebody who was at a party 
September 8th in New York City. I shared the the one on the left uh, with some redactions here yesterday with a few updates because people have been wondering about the timeline of this commenter, which could 100, 100% be made up. But when we get into the timeline of what Victoria and Greg will say on Nick Files podcast, we're going to have to look at this information and see if it all lines up. I wanted to share this before we hear what Victoria has to say, just because that way it's not like I'm responding to her, but I'm just putting this out there. Nick, Victoria, and Greg were seen at the Blonde in New York City at an after party blank through on September 8th. Victoria and Greg were very cozy. No photos, but they were marked on the guest list. Now, I've looked at the guest list because I was very clear in wanting as much information as possible when I shared this, and it turns out Greg and Victoria weren't on the guest list, but they were on a list of people that actually attended. So when I looked at the guest list, it included Jake Gyllenhaal, Emily Ratajkowski, um, you know, major names like that. Um, I'm trying to think of other uh, big time models, uh, Cara Delevingne. It, it was a who's who. Everyone was super famous on this guest list. That doesn't mean they all attend. That just means the bouncer knew that when you know they would have their name out there. Who actually attended and all that is a different story. So here's the update that I got from this person when it was like, what does cozy mean? Everyone's trying to read into this. Cozy meant that, that they were sitting next to each other on the couch. Never personally saw them kiss because because wasn't completely stalking them. Also, when I first saw Victoria, she was in the lobby of the hotel alone because the blonde is a part of the Hotel Levin Howard. So unclear if she was staying there. Um, then meet Nick and Greg inside the club. I assumed the next time I saw her. I talked to her briefly in the lobby, asked if she was going up to my party or to the party and she was and she said I would um, uh, and she said I'm waiting for my friends in a kind of standoffish way she seems sad or nervous or anxious not sure exactly like not chill or happy possibly anxious about who she was meeting completely all speculative and I love it it's speculative so the person who saw them together said hey I saw her and Greg cozy but I didn't know at the time that she was engaged to Johnny now Johnny and when they broke up, it's going to be something we talk about. You know, she might say that we broke up in end of August, in which case she's perfectly uh, willing and happy to go get cozy with someone a week later. Uh, get cozy, you're broken up. I mean, it's not Rome or anything, but get cozy. And of course, they were spotted in Rome like a month later. So the whole timeline of when her and Greg actually first canoodled will be, do they create the timeline based around the information that's out there? Or is their timeline going to reflect the information that's out there? That's what we're going to have to wait and see. This is almost like discovery, folks. I hate to say it, but it's like discovery in a court case when you look at all the relevant information and see where it stands. Here's what she said last year on a podcast with Joe um, and the rest of the gang of... Uh, you know, bachelor, uh, alum misfits. That's, um, so what's the f perfect first date for you right now? Are you asking? Cause you want to know Joe? Or <laughs> oh shit. Shots bad, Joe. Listen, all I can tell you this is we're definitely going to have to stay in separate rooms. Cause you will be tempted. Listen though, for real, no, I'm, jo I'm joking around. For real, like, Joe what is, like, hands, hands, okay? okay. Ceased. I I, I'm, I'm going to tap out. This is too fucking much. Tasha, you want to go? So Tasha, should we go have a drink somewhere right yeah. now? Let's just literally. Yeah. All right, Victoria, I, what I is the perfect dead. first date? I want to hear it. Like, what are you looking yeah. for right now? Um, yes, no. Perfect sweetheart. First date, perfect first date would be Joe making me pasta at home. <laughs> over a glass of red of course this was before he met serena so this was before his season of bachelor in paradise where he got engaged and is now married 
um Fair. Have to have. So, yeah no i just like something and of course victoria loves talking about glasses of wine which is funny because johnny accused her of throwing a glass of wine at him Thank no we'll see. that's fine we could stop there that's perfect okay um so <laughs> what <laughs> Joe, you were like, ask a question. I'm joking. She answered it. She answered it. Okay. I have a question. I have a question. V, V, real question. wild, you guys. So at what moment do you guys, or would you want to go to church together? If you find someone that you're dating and you like them and you know, like what, like at what moment do you think, okay, maybe he has a community, maybe he doesn't, but like, I want you to come into my community with me. Yeah. So I want I, you to come inside my community. Actually, um, I have already like been on dates and like asked guys to come to church because I feel like it's so telling mm-hmm. of what they'll do and if they'll put themselves in that position. Also, if there's any priests that are fans of Bachelor Nation news, let us know and try to get a photo at communion. It's my community. So if I get to see how he interacts with my community of people mm-hmm. and being in that environment, that just like says everything to me. Mm-hmm. So immediately all right so let's play a few other clips her audio is terrible it sounded it sounds like she recorded this podcast in an, with an alexa that was in the other room and i've yeah so i have committed myself to the lord honey she's saving herself for marriage <laughs> no judgment no judgment if someone decides they don't want to have sex or wants to have sex no judgment either way of course when i have judgment it's when your parents tell you how to feel a certain way that's when i have judgment that's called purity culture uh, okay, can yes. I, okay, let me, all right, let me stop you there. Wow, that's Joe's cue to jump in. Well, yeah, let, yeah let, okay, let's, she's going to be here for a minute. I ha- this is a two-part <laughs> question. This is a two-part okay, question. here we go, okay. Joe, here we go. I'm going to ask the second question first because you just huh? said it. Are you really saving yourself for marriage? Is that, is that real? Yes. Okay. Um, yes, absolutely. I love now, have you um, always been a religious person? Or is so, this recent? No, I actually grew up Catholic. Me too. And um, me too. Yeah, it, my experience of raised, God was a little bit different of, than what it is now. Um, so I wouldn't say I was religious. I was more like spiritual, and I felt like connected. I just didn't have this relationship with God like I do now. So. Do you mind? Good, and maybe, maybe she, maybe her and Greg have that together, or maybe you know, maybe she, maybe that church community got her out of a a dark place. I'm not sure, Uh, but what I what I probably suspect is whatever issues she had, you know, are still with her because I think uh, whatever issues we all have are still with us. You know, that's why they call them triggers because we can set them off at a moment's notice. If I ask you, which by the way, on Thanksgiving we all get to hang out with our family and we understand that you know everything's perfectly fine until someone's like, "How's the so and so?" and you're like, "What?" He's like, all right, pass the buns. Why? Like, why has it changed? I think that I don't, I mean, it's really this church that I started going to kind of just opened my eyes to who the Lord really is versus, and I don't want to get like too churchy on y'all. No, no, go. I mean, yeah, yeah. this is a, I mean, it's a life changing decision to make. So is it it non-denominational? It is. Yes. It's yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. Move it on. Let's see if there's another clip we can play here. Again, this is from a year ago. This is from before, probably before she knew Greg, maybe, you know, before 
definitely before she knew Johnny. We're listening. We're listening. No one's hearing. To, to my knowledge, I don't. Great podcasting, Tasha. Well, I don't think, but I don't know. I don't know. You are lying out of your teeth. You just look yeah, to you the sides lying. of yeah. your wall. <laughs> but it's I don't fine. know if your church is going to approve of you lying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to call the pastor. Okay. So now the big question, Tasha dropped it August 2nd. By the way, I think Joe would be great if he, I know he just cried his own YouTube channel. Um, I think he's just, I don't know if he's still doing clickbait. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what their contracts are. I know a lot of the Bachelor podcasts are phasing it out. I think he should do his own podcast. I think he's good. I think he should do it in person, in-person interviews. Joe, Joe's got a good sense of humor. Okay, which we all know is going to be paradise. Is it something you're considering? When paradise airs. Are you oh, considering going to paradise? This is a year ago. Um, You know, I don't know. Joe, are you considering going? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And boy, don't they grow up fast. Now he's uh grocery store. Joe is married to Serena Pitts. And we've got Greg Grippo has taken the love of Victoria Fuller. All right, let's get to our next story. Claire Crowley, you're up. Uh, a Bachelor contestant exposing crazy fans. This time she includes the, the little photo of the fan, which is nice. Usually you don't get a... You usually don't get hate mail that actually has the person's face in the photo. And not to say it's the, the actual person, but we'll get into this story. Claire exposes toxic fans uh, right now. Do me a favor. Follow me on Instagram at dneals. I'll tell you what. When you are toxic in my DMs, I usually go kind of crazy and I find out where you work. I'm like the Liam Neeson of dealing with trolls. I will find you and I will expose you. That's only fair. We have to live in a polite society. All right. So Justin takes the batch. Our good friend Justin from New York City or from Georgia, but living in New York City, posted uh, or shared um, uh, what Claire had posted the other day. And it got a lot of a uh, lot of uh, interest from former contestants, which I'll read some of their comments. But here's what Justin says. Sadly, none of this is shocking. I've had alums share some of the messages they receive and it's absolutely bewildering. The online hate that Bachelor Nation contestants receive is next level. So that's why when Claire called it out on her page, I wanted to take a moment to highlight it. The post speaks for itself, but just remember that your words have weight. I'm hoping that if you're following me, you're not the problem. But if you are and you want to tag an alum or message them something negative, just take a moment and breathe through whatever is prompting that emotion because spreading that hate and anger is just not acceptable. Now, I'll be honest. I know some people that send me screen grabs of things they've said to contestants thinking they're doing a good thing. I know people that said, I've I've messaged Tasha, I've, I've commented on Tasha's posts until she blocked me and they said it as a point of pride. And I know, and I know people are well-meaning. I'm just telling you, you're you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong. If we make videos about people exposing an issue or talk about something, we're doing it in a way that is way more layered than a negative comment online. And we have to remember that. We have to remember that. Now, now some people, uh, the audience will say, well, some people deserve criticism. We have to really, it's, I think, I think the old biblical idea of don't throw rocks at people's glass houses, unless you have... <laughs> Ago, don't throw stuff at each other, whether it's physical or emotional garbage, because none of us are perfect. Uh, let's listen. And you might say, "Well, Dave, you you criticize people all the time." Well, we can criticize people without um, criticizing the person. Does that make sense? We can criticize an idea. We can be upset with somebody for taking a PPP loan and and think that it's um, not right, or or for you know uh, saying they're Christian but then getting sponsored by a company that promotes slave labor. Like we can talk about those issues without um, making the DMs vile. 
Let's have a listen. Some of you guys don't have a full glimpse of what it looks like to be in the DMs, but I can give you a sample of people's judgments, whether it be talking about how old you look or wrinkly you look or skinny or anorexic you look or pregnant you look. There's always this judgment. Sometimes it's just easier to throw in a filter so I don't have to think about it, so I don't have to see about it, so I don't have to be judged by it or asked about it because sometimes I just don't want to talk about it. I like using a filter sometimes and sometimes I don't. It depends on the day. But if I do, please don't slide my DMs. The world has enough harsh, judgy people out there telling me how fake I look. It's not wanted in my DMs. So please, you guys, stop with it. I know some of you guys don't have a full glimpse of what it looks like to be in the DMs, but I can give you a sample. She then shares what it looks like to be in the DMs. And of course, by the way, I don't know where she is, Aspen or wherever, but she's looking like she's having a blast of a time. Here's what she posts. Comments from people, you really suck, you're crazy, you're a psycho. Yosef was right, you're a terrible person. No wonder you're 40 and blah, blah, blah. I get a lot of that. No wonder you're X amount of age and you haven't achieved X amount of things. That's a common one. You know know what's interesting is I'm actually at the age now 37 and a half where i'm actually starting to get age shamed and it's i don't i don't i don't personally it doesn't affect me uh, it, considerably i'm always kind of like oh really you think i'm old okay i should put on some more sunblock but i do understand we go oh wow people will use whatever they can if they want to make fun of your ratty clothes or the, or the fact whatever they'll use whatever they can in their chamber of hate Claire posts um, this comment from someone, straight super thirsty. You are a disgusting human, a classless and selfless, selfish woman who thinks way too highly of themselves. Your poor mother, she used the wrong version of two. We know where you live, B. You are the trashiest human and do not deserve to breathe on this earth. No wonder your mom has dementia. I would want to forget you too, you desperate, pathetic trash. We will find you when you least expect it. C word. Um, uh, wow. Right, guys? Wow. And then Claire says, on the daily. So if you get annoyed to the point of commenting that I use filters, then you aren't my kind of people. My people are accepting and loving and not negative Nancys that shred people to pieces without even knowing them. Please, we are all doing the best we can. I'm human just like you. And I live in the arena where two things can coexist. I can struggle with insecurities and I can also be a strong, confident woman that enjoys connecting with the amazing people in here. My guess, if I had to play into the psychology of this hate, it's that Claire's done really well for herself. She's self-made. She's got her own career. She's probably got a good amount of wealth from her her time on the show and influence as an influencer and for people that hate it's always someone who's not doing as well as you it's 100 of the time in the history of the world coming from somebody who's not doing as well as you i know this because i used to be jealous of you know comedians having success when i didn't or you know and then i realized well they don't think of me they're too busy living their own dreams and it's about reframing who you are and where you want to be so our friend dr diane strakowski back to love doc on instagram had posted this the antidote to this type of hate is exposure too much people hiding, saying things they would never say to someone's face. I'm sorry to Claire for having to put up with this, but if people know they won't be anonymous anymore, then maybe we can see some change. And I've said this with social media, with Twitter and Instagram. I want to live um, on an Instagram where people's accounts are verified. That doesn't mean you have to pay $8 a month or that you are a celebrity. It means some form of... Uh, I would I, I would rather exist on a social media platform and okay, let's say there's two buttons. You can follow me, but I can't see anything you say or post unless your license has been uploaded and, and manually verified by someone like this is who you are. That's just, I would prefer that. It's like, look, has any, like I, I've, I've performed, I don't know, thousands of shows across the country. And I think maybe one or two times I've had rude people in the, um, in the audience. 
you know, hecklers, this or that. People think they're quote unquote helping out, but but never, never to my face. Only in the audience when we're separated by 50 feet. Now, when you take some anonymity in it, then then of course you throw that out the window. People will conflate what you say and try to use it to make themselves feel better about whatever their political beliefs are, this or that. And whenever it's exposed, whenever you shine light on the dark places, you disinfect it and you call, and it calls people out for who they are. So I have no problem with Claire sharing faces or names. And of course, here she shared. Um, some of the comments from people, but she 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 got rid of their screen name because here's what I've learned happens is these same people that will call you out when you share them, they go, now you're doxing me because you have a platform and I don't. Listen, you punch someone in the face, they get to punch you back. That's just the rule. Whoever hits first is the one in, in, in trouble. Am I not right? Metaphorically speaking. And this is another problem we've had with Yosef. And I know, I know Yosef's not um, as bad as whatever edit he receives. So we've talked to people in Yosef's camp, and I'm sure he's not a bad guy. But because Yosef made fun of her age, this is why you're the oldest bachelor. Because that happened, Claire will always have people use Yosef to defend him versus her. When I'm sure if Yosef and Claire met at a bar somewhere, they would have a perfectly fine and normal conversation. I'm sure that would not be a problem. But because this issue exists... Um, and because this has happened on the show, people will use that as a new way to make fun of Claire. Uh, Elise Michelle, who has been on the show, says it's awful that people say to others when behind a screen, finding out phone numbers, etc. It's disgusting behavior. Hurt people try to hurt others, but that doesn't excuse that behavior. Wish there was more to be done than block and delete. And of course, one of these commenters, I don't know if we have it down here, uh, right here, uh, said Claire's phone number should be, um, and then she shared Claire's phone number. Mean text her and post what she responds. Pass it on. And uh, that person is a deranged human. It's probably someone who's really bored at their job and doesn't like where they are in life. I'm not really sure, but wowie, wowie, wowie. To make fun of Claire's mom who has dementia is just way below the belt. And it's something that if if I ever had a job, say I, say I ran a country store where we sold whole milk and Starbursts and newspapers or whatever. And I found out that one of my employees was, it, whether it's on company time or not, sending messages like this, I would have to dismiss them. I couldn't have these types of people in my life. I don't want them as audience members, fans, or any of the like. This is a deranged person. So my advice to you, if you're wondering if you're that person or not, number one, never DM someone anything that's anything critical whatsoever. Don't do it. Just don't do it. They've already got enough of it. Never DM them at all. Leave it in the public sphere and keep it positive. That's my only advice for people. Um, Carolyn Lunny said, what t What the F? This is so wild to me. I don't understand the hate. She's one of the nicest and kindest human beings on the planet. Before we had ever met, even met, she would offer to drive me to all of my fertility treatment surgeries over an hour drive each way for her and always went out of her way to be kind. She's literally one of the best friends you could ask for. People are missing out. Yeah. Yeah. And Claire's been nothing but kind to me in the uh, brief sort of, um, you know, moments. Jade Roper says, I also want to say I strongly dislike the whole mentality of, well, he, she, they signed up for this. No, no one signed up for your low level behavior. Feedback is one thing, although it is, if, if it's judgmental, I still think keep it to yourself. But sharing someone's phone number with the intent of sending as many hate messages to someone is vile. We can do better. If you're hurting, I'm truly sorry. Pain and grief is hard. I hope you can find an outlet or someone to talk to, but the person you're truly struggling with is the person in the mirror or your own circumstance. 
experiences. I don't think many fans of the show know what it feels like to be going about your day, reading your DMs, and then the feeling of coming across words filled with vitriol and violence. It's invasive and violating. It has taken me hours and sometimes days to get those words out of my head. Imagine what we could do with that energy if we used to be spread kindness and make someone's day instead with the, instead uh, uh, with a compliment of support. So yeah, it's 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 one after another. People that have been in that scenario understand it, and people that haven't been in that scenario don't. Too long, didn't read, don't be mean to strangers. How about that? In our final video, let's get to Blake Horseman throwing mad shade. I'm on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. By the way, Saturday night was my sold-out show in Newport, Rhode Island, 23-minute set. If you want to see that, it's on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal to watch the full video. New York, LA, you name it, he's been there. Please give it up for Dave Neal, everybody. So if you want to check that out, you can. It is live. It is out there. It is raw and unfiltered, and that's where that is. Okay, so yesterday we shared this video, Timeline Debunked by Fans. We had a fan account debunk the timeline, which is what went down between Greg Grippo um, and Victoria Fuller and how it went down, and this fan had mentioned she saw them getting cozy together on September 8th. We had that full story, um, but uh, so they, they posted that it's hard uh, to believe that there wasn't a line, they line crossed with emotional cheating, so we'll cover more into that with the next video on Victoria Fuller once we have the podcast episode because we have more information from this source uh, confirming what she meant by they got cozy together, and she shares that she saw them uh, sitting next to each other on a couch not a big deal but if you're engaged to someone and you're out at a nightclub uh with somebody else uh sharing a couch together in a dark environment one could imagine so we've got more of those um, screen grabs coming your way so here's what was posted by victoria fuller we're exhausted we're drained but we're happy and we're sorry if we have offended anyone but we do hope y'all tune into vile files soon all right, it's almost like we have the um, we have the dark side of Bachelor Nation, and then we've got the light side, and people just choose which side they're on. And I'm not saying Victoria's on one side or the other, because in some ways, there's plenty of uh, characteristics of Victoria Fuller that I love within the way she handles Bachelor Nation. I love that she's um, uh, doesn't take anything from fans. She speaks how it is. I love all that, and um, you know. So, but I'm assuming what we'll hear in their conversation is something about how. She was treated a certain way by Johnny, um, and we'll have to just line up the receipts and see what she says. So Blake says this, all right, I have gotten a lot of these. I love y'all, and I and like I said the other day, I'm super thankful for all of you, but with that being said, please don't send stuff like this. And this is what someone sent. Did you see Nick V read more texts on his podcast to try and defend Victoria? The reason Bachelor Nation is in my rear view mirror is because of hypocritical asses like him. These kind of things are just triggering and happen all too often. Thanks. Now, of course, you can't, you can, you can, like, Blake can decide not to share this, but I appreciate him sharing it. He's calling out the, hypocritis, the, the hypocritical nature of what Nick is doing. And we're going to get into that exactly, but we've already seen it happen. So, um, uh, some of the comments from people, actually, I'll, I'll save the comments for a minute. So here's what Blake's talking about. Here is a clip from Nick, uh, his podcast. Um, I'll just read what Bachelor Rabbit Hole says. Y'all know I keep it real with you, so believe me when I say this podcast was complete 
dumpster fire. The biggest takeaway here is that Nick will be interviewing Cryptoria next week. Nick promoted this podcast episode by sharing a clip of Natalie saying she had quote-unquote receipts to prove the timeline of Victoria Johnny's break in Cryptoria's first date in Rome. Natalie never showed the receipts. She just told a story about text messages sent back and forth between her and Victoria. Um, so anyway, the text messages being... Um, the sort of proof that Victoria was single because she says she was. Now, the reason why this makes um, Blake so upset is because he was, of course, hyper-criticized for sharing text messages from Caitlin that vindicated him. I'm vindicated. I'm selfish. I am wrong. And, of course, we've got the 16 different videos in that feud where we had Joe grocery store joe defending nick we had um the bachelor podcast pretty much um taking sides of with nick over katie which is always interesting when there's two former leads going at it and of course katie um was upset uh that nick vile exposed her private messages and he kind of said why would she and actually you know what better than better than paraphrasing it let's just go into it nick and natalie joy address katie thurston's revelation that she blocked him she is platforming a lie so of course katie mentioned it flippantly in a 10 second um you know kind of comment on her uh tiktok or instagram live or one of those things and then they went on to to you know do a 20 or 30 minute rebuttal um so anyway uh, during a new episode of the Vile Files podcast, um, the couple, which is Nick and Natalie, called out Thurston's decision to name drop her contestants after her season wrapped last summer. I hear so much while hosting the Vile Files about everyone. There's so much that I know, which is part of why I have this rule. If people want to put stuff out there for us to respond to, then fine. But I don't want to be airing people's laundry that I hear or how they treated other people. And my rule is very similar, that I'm not going to comment on Nick's girlfriend, unless it's something that has to do with Bachelor Nation. Of course, this is a story. I have heard some horror stories about my peers, but I don't want to put it all out there. It's almost as if Katie feels like she has this ownership over these guys from her season. I think when Nick says he, he's heard horror stories about his peers, he means Katie. I think that's, I think he's implying, I know a lot about her and I'm not sharing it, which really, it's like everyone hears everything about everybody. It really got me when I got tagged in a cute little TikTok reel on Instagram of Miss Katie Thurston speaking about Nick. I watch it and, and this is from Natalie Joy. I watch it and I was just very confused because it starts off with something asking, why does Nick, oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. This is from Katie Thurston. Why does Nick Vile hate you? And she says, Nick Vile is blocked from my phone, like she has some sort of reason to block Nick. I know for a fact that Nick has only ever tried to help her and give her advice, which she has never taken. So, of course, Natalie Joy, Nick's girlfriend, says Nick's only tried to help Katie, and Katie's just not following Nick, and Katie has no reason to block Nick. And, of course, Katie has said not the exact reason why she blocked him, but because it was a violation of trust. Katie blocked Nick because he violated her trust by sharing information that was only meant for her. She had her trust violated. That's the easiest way to put it. We could get into specifics, uh, and maybe someday we will, but that's where that stands. So when they go, why, why did she block me? Well, better off not making it public because it probably wouldn't make you look good. That's that that's that's the answer. Uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, as far as what I know. So in their airing out those text messages from Katie where 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 essentially Nick aired out tech or Natalie Joy aired out text messages that didn't really prove anything it was just Katie sharing information with them point being Nick um Nick in that case was um dabbling in a in a in a hypocritical world because he had already blasted Blake for defending himself. Now we say all that to read some of these comments from the audience. I do think that Nick is funny I do think 
I do think that Nick is funny about criticizing Blake for things he does or the same things he praises others for. For example, vilify Blake for sharing texts, but he does that repeatedly. He, he took a disliking to Blake for being a F-boy and then praises Victoria for her fiasco with Johnny and Greg. Nick warns people to stop bullying his girlfriend for that birthday post, but profits off of Maddie's genuine and real, speculates on Chris's sexuality, and his Bachelor Nation's bully. Nick never takes a good look at the mirror. I I wouldn't even use all those examples. I think some of those examples are 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 not you know maybe me nitpicky. When you do a podcast every week, you may say things that turn out to be not exactly what you want to say or this or that. So I can look at at what Nick does and and, and takes a lot of that with a grain of salt. That is not bullying, but of course, yeah, for Nick to keep on calling Blake an f boy and then sort of champion Vic and Greg, that is a good example of saying, look, if you're going to call it out, call it out on all angles. Is Victoria an F girl? Does that dabble into slut shaming? Is it slut shaming to call an F boy an F boy? You know, I don't know. Nick thinks it's okay for text to be read or released when it helps his narrative. So people exposing their thoughts on this whole matter. So here's what Nick had posted regarding the Victoria story, or this is what he said on his podcast regarding the Victoria story, which is what the commenter on Blake's Instagram DMs was referencing. Between, you know, when Johnny and Victoria took a break or ended their engagement versus when did Greg and Victoria start talking romantically? We will certainly get the answers from Victoria and but Greg lucky for, for, y'all. for them. Lucky for y'all, I do have the receipts. I do be getting and them. And I feel every God. time I'm on here, I do be reading text messages. I do be reading text messages. And of course, she didn't in this case, but she, of course, admits there to have reading them. In the, and of course, we call that AAVE, African-American vernacular, I believe is what it's called. Um, I think that r- relates to Ebonics, but I don't know how they speak in Alabama. But when she says, I do be reading text messages, people, of course, are criticizing the... Um, the, the the potential uh, <laughs> offensive impression there, but maybe she do be reading text messages. Maybe she just says um, doesn't have proper grammar. I'm not sure, folks. That's for you to decide. <laughs> but that's where we stand in the story. So um, uh, as far as the uh, the the uh, let, let's do a little web a web map here. We have Katie Thurston v Nick Vile, Blake Horstman v Nick, courtesy of defending Katie. Now we have Blake Horseman v. Nick, courtesy of defending himself against the idea that Victoria and Greg are not F, uh, F couples. Isn't it an F couple? F boy, F girl, F couple. Either way, point being is there's the side of taking moral superiority. And when you do, you have to apply that to everybody or else you're being a hypocrite. So Blake's basically saying, don't treat me a certain way and others another way. We'll have to see how this plays out. It could be that Nick interviews Victoria, calls her sloppy, calls her messy, calls these other things. Now, it's much easier when you call your friend out for things than somebody else. So, of course, if he does that, it would be to, like, set the record straight. My guess with Nick in the podcast that we'll hear in a little while, and by the way, I am traveling to New York City today. shows this weekend. If you want to come by Thursday, Friday, uh, go to my link tree linktree.com slash Dave Neal, where I'll have tickets there to the Thursday show at Westside Comedy Club, 7 p.m. Uh, I think it's on 72nd Street. Uh, is What are we going to go to? Jake's Dilemmas after? Get some cheap kind of flat beers? <laughs> you know, nothing like a nice flat beer and a sticky floor. Am I right, guys? 
All right, folks, time to get some dinner. I've got Italian on my mind. That's New York City for you. Carbo loading and a lot of walking. I'll talk to you guys later. We'll see you tomorrow on Bachelor Rush Hour.